introduction of nature and art this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. nature and art by elizabeth inch ball introduction elizabeth simpson was born on the fifteenth of october seventeen hundred and fifty three one of the eight children of a poor farmer at standingfield near bury st edmunds five of the children were girls who were all gifted with personal beauty the family was roman catholic the mother had a delight in visits to the bury theatre and took when she could her children to the play one of her sons became an actor and her daughter elizabeth offered herself at eighteen her father then being dead for engagement as an actress at the norwich theatre she had an impediment of speech and she was not engaged but in the following year leaving behind an affectionate letter to her mother she stole away from standingfield and made a bold plunge into the unknown world of london where she had friends upon whose help she relied her friends happened to be in wales and she had some troubles to go through before she found a home in the house of a sister who had married a poor tailor about two months after she had left standingfield she married in london mr inchbald an actor who had paid his addresses to her when she was at home and who was also a roman catholic on the evening of the wedding-day the bride who had not yet succeeded in obtaining an engagement went to the play and saw the bridegroom play the part of mr oakley in the jealous wife mr inchbald was thirty-seven years old and had sons by a former marriage in september seventeen hundred and seventy-two mrs inchbald tried her fortune on the stage by playing cordelia to her husband's leer beauty alone could not assure success the impediment in speech made it impossible for mrs inchbald to succeed greatly as an actress she was unable to realize her own conceptions at times she and her husband prospered so little that on one day their dinner was of turnips pulled and eaten in a field and sometimes there was no dinner at all but better days presently followed first acquaintance of mrs inchbald with mrs siddons grew to a strong friendship and this extended to the other members of the kemble family after seven years of happy but childless marriage mrs inchbald was left a widow at the age of twenty-six in after years when devoting herself to the baby of one of her landladies she wrote to a friend i shall never again have patience with a mother who complains of anything but the loss of her children so no complaints when you see me again remember you have had two children and i never had one after her husband's death mrs inchbald's beauty surrounded her with admirers some of them rich but she did not marry again to one of those who offered marriage she replied that her temper was so uncertain that nothing but blind affection in a husband could bear with it yet she was patiently living and fighting the world on a weekly salary of about thirty shillings out of which she helped her poorer sisters when acting at edinburgh she spent on herself only eight shillings a week in board and lodging 
it was after her husband's death that mrs inchbald finished a little novel called a simple story but it was not until twelve years afterwards that she could get it published she came to london again and wrote farces which she could not get accepted but she obtained an increase of salary to three pounds a week by unwillingly consenting not only to act in plays but also to walk in pantomime at last in july seventeen hundred and eighty four her first farce the mogul tale was acted it brought her a hundred guineas three years later her success as a writer had risen so far that she obtained nine hundred pounds by a little piece called such things are she still lived sparingly invested savings and was liberal only to the poor and chiefly to her sisters and the poor members of her family she finished a sketch of her life in seventeen hundred and eighty six for which a publisher without seeing it offered a thousand pounds but there was more satirical comment in it than she liked and she resolved to do at once what she would wish done at the point of death she destroyed the record in seventeen hundred and ninety one mrs inchbald published her simple story her other tale nature and art followed in seventeen hundred and ninety four when mrs inchbald's age was forty one she had retired from the stage five years before with an income of fifty eight pounds a year all she called her own out of the independence secured by her savings she lived in cheap lodgings and had sometimes to wait altogether on herself at one lodging fetching up her own water three pair of stairs and dropping a few tears into the heedless stream as any other wounded deer might do later in life she wrote to a friend from a room in which she cooked and ate and also her saucepans were cleaned thank god i can say no i say no to all the vanities of the world and perhaps soon shall have to say that i allow my poor infirm sister a hundred a year i have raised my allowance to eighty but in the rapid stride of her wants and my obligation as a christian to make no selfish refusal to the poor a few months i foresee must make the sum a hundred in eighteen hundred and sixteen when that sister died and mrs inchbald buried the last of her immediate home relations though she had still nephews to find money for she said it had been a consolation to her when sometimes she cried with cold to think that her sister who was less able to bear privation had her fire lighted for her before she rose and her food brought to her ready cooked even at fifty mrs inchbald's beauty of face inspired admiration the beauty of the inner life increased with years lively and quick of temper impulsive sensitive she took into her heart all that was best in the sentiments associated with the teaching of rousseau and the dreams of the french revolution mrs inchbald spoke her mind most fully in this little story which is told with a dramatic sense of construction that swiftly carries on the action to its close she was no weak sentimentalist who hung out her feelings to view as an idle form of self-indulgence most unselfishly she wrought her own life to the pattern in her mind even the little faults she could not conquer she well knew 
mrs inchball died at the age of sixty-eight on the first of august eighteen hundred and twenty-one a devout roman catholic her thoughts in her last years looking habitually through all disguises of convention up to nature's god h m end of introduction